The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Doctor? 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 You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. And hello again, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. My name is Steve Cashel. I'm radio host of the Chicago Bulls. In a few minutes, I'll be joined by my co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls and co-team physician of the Chicago White Sox, sports medicine specialist, orthopedic surgeon for Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and Rush University Medical Center. As always, we're going to talk about a number of sports injury-related topics. We also have our website. Please visit sportsmedicineweekly.com. We're back to get it going right after this on ESPN 1000. That's one way to end up on injured reserve. So is... Falling off a ladder, lifting something heavy. Ow! That's not good. Or having an accident at work. Uh-oh. Athletico helps all kinds of people come back from injured reserve. Schedule a free injury screening at athletico.com and find out how physical therapy can decrease pain and discomfort, increase strength and mobility, and help you get back to doing the things you love to do. Athletico Physical Therapy. Better for everybody. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Welcome back, everyone, in this Saturday morning, Sports Medicine Weekly, Chicago's premier sports medicine program, coming your way each and every Saturday morning from 8.30 to 9, only on ESPN 1000. Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. Net proceeds from our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. Question for you, Dr. Cole, do you ever recommend uh, footwear to uh, your patient, patients, whether you do uh, surgery or non-surgery? Yes, it's a absolute uh, critical part of managing people, especially with lower extremity problems. I can just tell you, certainly our foot and ankle specialists at Midwest Orthopedics will do this on a regular basis, but from just managing the knee patients that I see, footwear is really key because what you hear is sometimes that various activities in different footwear can cause a problem. Sometimes they're doing great, sometimes they're doing poorly. There's things we can do and modify in footwear that can make a difference. A lot of my patients are runners and will uh, modify, change brands and so forth, and that's when problems begin. And there's, you know, believe it or not, we have to know a lot about a lot of things, and we even have to know a bit about footwear. I'll just share a quick story with you. I have a very good friend who uh, is in Switzerland who we work do research together, and he was telling me about a great new shoe company, and it's outside the United States. And uh, I, or I was pretty much ready. It was about three months, you know, that I pretty much burned out a pair of shoes for running. And I ordered these shoes, and I started to get um, basically awful calf cramping for the first time in my life in both legs. Really? Within like a mile of running in these shoes. So I rested it, rehabbed it a bit, tried it again every single time. I'm like, what is different? I'm like, oh, my goodness. I started with a new pair of shoes. So it was, I mean, I've never had any difficulties running. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, could no longer run. And, it, and I went back to a, the old brand I was with. No problems whatsoever. So they can make a huge difference and could also cause a, a wreak a whole lot of havoc depending on what kind of training and sports participation you have. Well, and you being the uh, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, we've seen it footwear with our NBA players, correct? Oh, we had years where plantar fasciitis was just rampant, and we took a very close look at uh, footwear to say what had changed. And there was this uh, evolution of uh, trying to find the lightest weight shoe possible, which is what most athletes value. But at the same time, uh, there was some structural issues in terms of uh, torsion, rigidity, and things like that that let, we believe led to additional problems. So unfortunately, there's, there is actually a huge body of science that relates to this, but it doesn't always transcend to the level of the retail side, which is something we'd love to hear about. Well, I've got one of those foot scientists uh, on the uh, line with us right now, Perry Millibarley. He is uh, a co-owner of four New Balance stores. And uh, Dr. Cole, I met this gentleman, a great, great guy. 
Perry, who uh, I met him at the Naperville New Balance store, uh, one of the stores that uh, he co-owns with his brothers. And uh, I was just so impressed because of his knowledge, uh, his, his sincerity, and he really knew his stuff. And my boys started playing in New Balance baseball shoes and absolutely love them compared to the brands they used to play. So I've always thought of New Balance as a running shoe, but now I'm finding out they're doing all these other things with golf and obviously soccer and, and everything else. So uh, let's bring Perry on right now. And uh, Perry, thanks for joining us. I want to talk a little footwear and uh, no better person than you from uh, my experiences. So um, how important do you think uh, selecting the proper shoe for training and working out is? Oh, I think uh, thanks for having me, Steve. And Dr. Cole, appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk to you and to your guests on the radio. Um, the, uh, it's absolutely important because the activities today have become so shoe-specific. Um, back in the day, you used to be able to just have a selection of a few shoes to choose from, but today um, it is very foot-specific foot specific and also activity-specific. And uh, let's say, uh, let me ask uh, Dr. Cole. So um, let's say a, a person comes in, and uh, are you seeing more, Dr. Cole, with uh, foot and ankle or, or more knee, or can it be, obviously can be both, though, right, when it comes yeah. to proper footwear? Uh, you know, I in my world, I don't see a ton of foot and ankle outside of what I deal with for, with our professional athletes. Um, but I think they're, I, you know, I would guess it has to be kind of 50-50. I mean, what people find is that, uh, especially if it's sports-specific, that they make conscientious changes in their footwear to make get rid of pain, get rid of alignment issues, and sometimes even relates to performance. In my world, um, I see a lot of anterior knee pain. That's pain in the front of the knee. And it tends to be in people who pronate. And I'm sure Perry can talk to us a little bit about that. And there's no question, you go into a shoe store and it's getting more and more scientific. There's, there are stores that have, you know, treadmills with video analysis, force plate analysis. There is a real science about it. And the issue is why you can't get a customized shoe for everyone. Uh, these shoe companies, uh, especially, you know, a company like New Balance, which has the depth and breadth, I'm sure that they make lines for specific not only for specific sports, but for how people walk, what their gait is, any potential abnormalities they have to sort of reduce the chance of these overuse injuries and pain that develops with activity. That's a really common problem. Probably the most common thing I actually see in the lower extremity. Yeah, Perry, you want to add to that? Yeah, that would be absolutely correct. Um, some of the injuries that Dr. Cole described we see in our store on a daily basis, plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendonitis, shin splints, uh, metastrologia, we, we, we see this every single day. And so what, what we need to do is, and what we do in our store is first we have a complete understanding of the technology and the footwear that we have in our store that New Balance has. And, and the New Balance is innovating every single season. They innovate and develop new product. And also it requires a tremendous amount of training to our team members in order to make sure that they have, have an understanding of the product they're selling and the mechanics of the foot. And then we go through a full analysis um, and which uh, uh, and questioning of the guests to be able to determine what their activities are and then do a full foot scan uh, that determines um, uh, pressure points and arch type, and then uh, just take it out there to try different types of uh, footwear based upon uh, their knee, their activity, and their mechanics of their foot. And then we do watch them walk back and forth, and we watch them run, and um, determine um, if this is the proper shoe for them and get a lot of feedback from them as well. Perry Milliberry is our guest, uh, co-owner of uh, four New Balance stores. And Perry, how did you get started in the athletic retail business? Well, my family has been in the shoe business for 58 years in the Chicago area under Mirabali Shoes and uh, Orland Park and Wheaton. And we, we, um, we carried New Balance shoes in our store since, uh, since the early 90s. We just formulated a really nice relationship. They're great. New Balance are great partners. And we, um, uh, because of the increase in the depth and the breadth of their line, we determined that there is an opportunity to have New Balance store only um, that can support the business. And we opened up our first store in Maryville, Indiana in 2006, followed by Granger, Indiana, near Notre Dame, and then uh, Naperville, and then Geneva. 
Terrific. And Perry, uh, tell me again, right, someone walks in and um, you have to know their specific sport or what they're, what they're interested in doing with that shoe, correct? Is that, is that kind of where it all starts? That is absolutely correct. Okay. And then take me through the process. You mentioned kind of this, uh, you know, what, what do you do, almost a 3D? It seems, or what, mention again what you, what you do to kind of diagnose uh, what the problem may be or, or how to best uh, fit somebody. So my guess is that you have a limited amount of time to work with these people, and you have to sort of figure out what they need and then match the shoe to what their needs are. Is that pretty fair to say? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. That's why training is really pivotal because because you do have only a limited amount of time, as you said. So after the initial greeting, and we go through a process of understanding the guest's needs, determine if they're uh, consulting with a physician or a therapist, and uh, um, from that standpoint, um, take them over to the – uh, the scan machine, we uh, scan their foot, we determine their arch type and pressure points. Um, it would also help us in case this guest would need an orthotic, uh, which we sell over-the-counter orthotics that, again, are foot, very foot-specific. And then we go through a measuring process, and which is incredibly important. It's all about fit. And um, from that standpoint, we uh, uh, go to the stock room and bring out an assortment of shoes and um, try them on and get a lot of feedback. Uh, we go through a five-point fit test, uh, the toe, the width, ball the foot, the heel, the instep, and uh, determine um, determine if, uh, if this is the proper shoe and the proper fit for our guest. Once again, our guest, Perry Milrow-Bali, co-owner of New Balance uh, Stores in Naperville, South Bend, Indiana, and two others around the uh, Chicago area. And, Perry, a final question. No more than 500 Major League Baseball players right now wear New Balance shoes, and uh, they also, I understand, make a golf shoe you guys do that's only seven ounces. That's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, amazing, Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what's, the, what's the key to that, and why would people be attracted to that? Well, a lot of the golf courses today are moving towards non-cleated uh, uh, golf shoes. And so what New Balance is a leader in the minimal footwear. This is the footwear that is very low to the ground. Uh, it has, um, uh, has cushion, but a minimal amount of cushion, but doesn't have that thicker sole or, or, or uh, drop. It, uh, and it's uh, uh, just a very lightweight shoe uh, that golfers really love the feel of. And you can actually wear them just like a baseball turf shoe outside on the street as well as on the golf course versatility that's what it's all about perry thanks so much uh, we're out of time but uh appreciate everything you do for um uh, our kids and uh, also for the runners out there and uh it's what our show is all about so appreciate you joining us here on sports medicine weekly thank you so much Stephen. thank you dr cole it was a pleasure and an honor thank you perry mellow bali co-owner of new balance stores talking about how to select the proper shoe for training and working out, golfing, baseball, whatever it takes. Back with more of Sports Medicine Weekly after these messages on ESPN Radio. Feeling tired, sluggish, and overweight? If you're looking to lose weight and gain energy, join us in Karen Mulkin's 14-Day Transformation Cleanse. You're going to absolutely love this Whole Foods cleanse. You'll feel great, lose weight, build lean muscle, improve sleep, boost metabolism, and enhance athletic performance. This VIP done-for-you cleanse comes with a 14-day transformation wellness bag containing MCT Lean Vegan Protein Blend, Fat-Burning MCT Lean MCT Oil, Snacks, Superfoods, Recipes, Guidelines, Videos, and Other Surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 14daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at karenmalkin.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush is nationally recognized as a leader in comprehensive orthopedic services. As team physicians for the Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox, and Chicago Fire Soccer Club, their physicians understand the importance of quality care for high-performance athletes and weekend warriors. 
Regardless of the level of the athlete, recreational, high school, college, even professionals, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush strives to provide the highest quality, state-of-the-art healthcare services. To better serve their patients, they provide expert care across five Chicagoland locations with a new location in Munster, Indiana. Their cutting-edge research, diagnosis methods, and treatments make them the highest-ranked program in the state of Illinois by U.S. News & World Report rankings. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit them at RushOrtho.com or call 877-MD-BONES. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, when only the best will do. Allosource's products help surgeons get their patients back into the game of life. Prochondrex, the latest solution from Allosource, is an innovative, cost-effective, fresh cartilage allograph designed to restore cartilage and restore movement. To learn more about Prochondrex, visit Prochondrex.org. That's P-R-O-C-H-O-N-D-R-I-X.org. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Back here, Sports Medicine Weekly. Our producer board operators include Felix Reyes and Eric Ostrowski. Our coordinated producer, Teresa Ann Seeger. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole. You can follow us on Twitter at SMW Home. We have a Facebook page as well. You can access prior shows, interviews, and valuable resources on sports, injury, and fitness. You can visit our new blog at smwhome.net or sportsmedicineweekly.com. Dr. Cole, you know, I sometimes read the uh, phrase when surgery is not an option what does that mean well i I guess it can mean a lot of things surgery is not an option when it shouldn't be done because it's not medically indicated surgically is not an option when someone is too ill or has what we call contraindications to surgery um i think probably maybe what i think you're getting at and what you hear about is you know the first thing is when is when is treatment required and Treatment is required when someone has a problem that rises to a level that they have concern with it. It could be pain. It could be uh, activities that uh, get impaired. Uh, There's, you know, lots of reasons that bring a person to the doctor. But let's just say as an orthopedic surgeon, the number one is pain. And associated with pain is loss of activity and function. And there's not a lot of conditions that can only be treated with surgery or that surgery is recommended in urgent fashion, absent of things that are really traumatically induced like breaks and bones, fractures, you know, tendon tears, things of that nature. Uh, you know, it obviously depends on the specialty. If you look at it in aggregate, the vast majority of things that we see uh, can at least have initial treatment in order to reduce pain or improve function that are non-surgical options. So is treatment required? Yes. If someone comes in and they have symptoms that rise to a level that's concerning to them, they like to see them go away, and they have that associated loss of function, then treatment's, uh, uh, treatment's required. Then you say, okay, well, what is treatment? Treat- treatment could either be non-surgical or surgical. Uh, surgical treatment is generally reserved for things that have no non-surgical options uh, or that um, where non-surgical options have failed. The biggest bu- bucket are people who need treatment who get non-surgical treatment and get better. And non-surgical treatment takes a variety of forms. It can be just education. Uh, one of the things I've learned over time is that patients just have this inexorable concern that if they do nothing, it will get worse. Or if they are active in pain, that they will make the condition worse or lead to a problem later on that if they don't correct today will require different treatment later on. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. And that's, yeah. you know, it's amazing how I'd say that most of what I do is reassurance in that level and how many people would leave the office with nothing in the form of intervention but say, I'm I'm good, I just needed to hear it. I was worried that I was doing something that would lead to a knee replacement that I should stop or that I would get arthritis in my shoulder if I ignore this or what is this popping if I ignore this popping or this discomfort going up and downstairs, uh, my joints crack. I mean, it's amazing the number of concerns that people have that are pretty easy to sort of uh, cast aside with a proper education. Right, because uh, it's funny. I mean, I'll, I'll be at the gym and all of a sudden, boy, I feel that shoulder pain. And we talked about it a lot. Yeah. You know, I love to 
talk about some of my own injuries, and you say it's probably tendonitis, and right. it's funny because it'll hurt for two, three weeks. You think it's never going to go away, and then I stop doing you know some shoulder exercises, you know, as far as lifting weights and that, and um, all of a sudden it does go away, and you feel so good, and you're right, you know. And then we've talked about massage therapy and different things, getting blood flow into that area. Um, but I know you and I, have, Dr. Cole, have talked about, you know, sometimes people are disappointed if you don't recommend surgery, right? Yeah, it's the, I mean, I would tell you my practice <laughs> would be a lot easier if I just told people they needed an operation. And most of the times I'm an hour or two, two hours behind because I'm spending all that time talking people out of surgery. So, um, yeah, that's an amazing phenomenon because, you know, the reality is people don't like to be broken. They just have to ex- understand that, you know, the natural history, are, you know, like it or not, our bodies are kind of rotting from the inside out. You just don't know it. Do they take it like as a you know, badge of honor or I, something? I, I don't know. You know what I, I mean? I think that they it's just, like, I think that our society. says, I need surgery. I want surgery. Yeah, we have a fix-it oriented <laughs> society. Yeah. And if they're broken, they need to be fixed. And, you know, what I was commenting about, you know, was that our bodies sort of deteriorate despite things that we can control. You know, every decade of life, there's a, after the age of 40, there's a 10% increase in the numbers of individuals who walk around with rotator cuff tears, yet do not know they have it. And the only reason they would know they have it is if they were to get an MRI. So if I wanted to find a whole bunch of rotator cuff tears to operate on, I would send, you know, you know, thousands of people to get screening MRIs like prostate screening, right? They'd show them rotator cuff tear and they'd come in and they're like, well, I don't have any pain, I don't have any dysfunction, but I was showing on my MRI, I have rotator cuff tear, so I should be fixed. Right. You follow me? Yeah. So um, that's, a real, that's a real challenge to explain to people that the natural history of living is internal deterioration, right? And many of those things never see the light of day in terms of causing pain and dysfunction. Same thing with, you know, meniscus or cartilage tears in the knee. Every decade of life, you know, you know, tens of percentages of people, tens of, 10 percentage points of people, if you will, will develop uh, uh, meniscal tears in MRI yet never have symptoms. So that's why I always discourage the MRI as the first line treatment because it's not treatment. It just confuses the picture. Go to a physician. He or she should take a great history, listen to you, explain what your complaints are, do a proper physical examination, maybe simple x-rays, and often that's all you need. And then it's all about education. And then it's treatment. And then, as I mentioned, the treatment's non-surgical or surgical. And if it's something that can be neglected, not going to get worse if you don't fix it, but can be made to feel better with something like therapy or injections, that's something we do. So that's really the art of medicine, in my opinion. Medicine is truly is truly an art, and um, those are things that we have to deci- decipher, deal with, and make decisions on every single day. That's Dr. Brian Cole. I'm Steve Cash. I hope you're enjoying Sports Medicine Weekly. You're listening to ESPN Radio. I've been having knee pain for quite some time and did what probably a lot of people do. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away. After a month, I couldn't take the pain anymore. I went to my family orthopedic. He told me that I needed physical therapy. When I received my prescription for therapy, the first thing I did was search PT companies online. I came across ATI Physical Therapy. It's close to home, has some great reviews, and when I called, they verified my insurance and scheduled me right away. No wait, everything was so easy, and the staff was great. They kept my doctor informed of my progress along the way. Honestly, I look forward to going to my appointments. ATI made me feel like my recovery was their most important priority. I'd recommend them to anyone needing physical therapy. The experience was something I'll never forget. To learn more about what it's like to be a patient at ATI Physical Therapy, visit ATIPT.com and start your journey to get back to your best today. ATIPT.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush is nationally recognized as a leader in comprehensive orthopedic services. As team physicians for the Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox, and Chicago Fire Soccer Club, their physicians understand the importance of quality care for high-performance athletes and weekend warriors. Regardless of the level of the athlete, recreational, high school, college, even professionals, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush strives to provide the highest quality, state-of-the-art healthcare services. To better serve their patients, they provide expert care across five Chicagoland locations with a new location in Munster, Indiana. Their cutting-edge research, diagnosis methods, and treatments make them the highest-ranked program in the state of Illinois by U.S. News & World Report rankings. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit them at RushOrtho.com or call 877-MD-BONES. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, when only the best will do. 
That's one way to end up on injured reserve. So is falling off a ladder, lifting something heavy. Ow! That's not good. Or having an accident at work. Uh-oh. Athletico helps all kinds of people come back from injured reserve. Schedule a free injury screening at athletico.com and find out how physical therapy can decrease pain and discomfort, increase strength and mobility, and help you get back to doing the things you love to do. Athletico Physical Therapy. Better for everybody. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Back here on this Saturday morning, Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole. This is Sports Medicine Weekly, Chicago's premier sports medicine program. You can follow us on Twitter at SMWHome. And we also have a Facebook page as well. And that proceeds from our program, Sports Medicine Weekly. Go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org phone. Dr. Cole, you being an orthopedic surgeon, do you deal with uh, bone loss and uh, osteoporosis? I see it frequently, especially in our patients. At least, you know, I do shoulder, elbow, knee. So the kinds of places that I might see it is in uh, fall risk uh, patients who fracture their humerus, right? Uh, they fall, they land on their shoulder. Um, I see it. There actually may be some association of osteoporosis or reduced bone density with rotator cuff tears. And then we certainly see it with fractures around the elbow and the knee. Uh, most people associate loss of bone or osteoporosis with hip fractures and spine fractures, which are really, that probably makes up most of it. So I don't tend to see that. But there's no question with our aging yet active population, uh, osteoporosis is uh, really an epidemiologic problem that uh, all of us as orthopedic surgeons see and have to understand and recommend treatment for. Well, our next guest is going to talk about the damages of calcium deficiency and how big of a problem is osteoporosis. It's Dr. Chris Stout, the Vice President of Research and Data Analytics at ATI Physical Therapy and also on the faculty in the College of Medicine at the University of Illinois and Chicago. Dr. Stout, thanks very much for joining us on Sports Medicine Weekly. Uh, I'll ask that question again. How big of a problem is uh, osteoporosis? Oh, epidemiologically, it certainly seems to be pretty widespread. <clears throat> There's some data that suggests worldwide that uh, it results in uh, about uh, almost 9 million fractures annually. And if you kind of do the math on that, that's about one every three seconds. Wow. Is it just a problem in women? I, You know, I think uh, perhaps for whatever reasons in the media, we tend to think that. Uh, it does have a higher prevalence in women, but it's certainly not something specific to women. The, it, it, just to this worldwide national or high level of, of prevalence, we see it in women, about one in three women over the age of 50 uh, have some type of uh, process with that. In men, it's about one in five. So I, I see that you are with ATI, and um, mm-hmm. I'm curious, what's your, uh, uh, your, your, your academic background and how does ATI and you get involved with programming to help and treat this, this awful problem? Well, a lot of the work that we do takes a look at uh, clinical outcomes with the patients that come to ATI for a variety of different kinds of issues. Certainly uh, the kinds of things that uh, Dr. Cole was mentioning of, you know, the results of, of falls and things like that. But also we're able to educate patients around minimizing the risk of falls around their house. We're able to educate patients around Uh, different ways to manage balance, uh, home exercise programs to help uh, strengthen uh, muscle, which then also helps strengthen bone. And my background, besides looking at uh, clinical outcomes and things like that, has also been based in uh, evidence-based practice and evidence-based medicine at the College of Medicine at University of Illinois. And all those things, I think, kind of come together to help inform us about the best treatment kinds of protocols for folks experiencing this kind of issue. So teach me a little bit about on the nutrition side and the, and the, the medication side. How do you interface? Uh, you, do you do any risk stratification? Do you do a patient evaluation? Do you get them into the hands of uh, either their primary care or metabolic bone people who can help uh, make proper recommendations, for example, in terms of calcium and vitamin D and maybe even medications? 
Right, exactly. Well, you, you hit all the high notes. I mean, those are the kinds of things oftentimes that, uh, again, we focus on the, the exercise and, and weight-bearing exercises and things like that, but certainly nutrition plays a key role in it. And I think everyone, uh, you know, associates calcium, so that's very important to be able to uh, have that as an appropriate either part of one's diet or supplementation to a diet. But then also what sometimes gets forgotten is uh, vitamin D. Without appropriate levels of vitamin D, it makes it more difficult to be able to process the calcium. And the whole reason for the calcium is that if a person doesn't have an adequate supply of that in their either their diet or supplementation, then it starts to get leached away from the bone and, and weakens the bone. So those are the, some critical kinds of things around it. There's certainly also um, through whatever type of uh, general practitioner or specialist that a patient might see, there's a variety of different kinds of medications that can be tried out on them depending upon their circumstance, um, their age, what other kinds of medications they might be on. And I think, you know, certainly there's, we, we think about lifestyle in the context of, of exercise, but there's also been at least some correlational studies that are suggesting that uh, certain kinds of unhealthy habits, um, overuse of alcohol uh, is problematic, smoking is problematic, uh, and actually even um, uh, cola drinks uh, have been seen as, as correlating with a higher uh, likelihood of having osteoporosis. Our guest is Dr. Chris Stout, uh, representing ATI. Dr. Chris is a vice president of research and uh, data analytics at ATI Physical Therapy. He has published over 35 books and been translated into eight languages. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. It is Sports Medicine Weekly. So, uh, Dr. Cole and Dr. Stout, let me ask you, so um, are you ever thinking about um, suggestions for, uh, Dr. Stout kind of mentioned it, but combating this, uh, this problem of osteoporosis and basically the calcium deficiency? Well, I mean, there's there's a there's a biomechanical side to this, which means you know, sort of loading uh, these individuals properly without injuring them. So load is actually really good. Uh, we know, for example, that our astronauts, when they go into space, they get osteoporosis because of really, loss of, yeah, because of loss of gravity. So the 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 we we encourage safe load bearing weight bearing exercises, even with dumbbells and weights and things of that nature. Uh, and then there's the medical side, which you know, I mean, uh, I'm certainly not, uh, I believe, uh, qualified to make formal recommendations, but there is a process and there's guidelines uh, related to drugs like bisphosphonates and others for individuals with osteoporosis. So the first is, I think, one of prevention and getting to these patients early enough before they lose sufficient bone uh, density that it gets impossible to recoup. You can actually, you know, re, you know, uh, recreate or uh, recoup bone loss, but if you get too far behind the eight ball, it gets very difficult to get that back to some healthy baseline. So I would say early diagnosis, early treatment uh, in terms of proper exercise, nutrition, and medications by you know a physician who's experienced in this is the mainstay. And then, as you pointed out, you know, look, the, the last year of life uh, is associated not uncommonly with a fall. Uh, there's people who do reasonably well, have a fall, get a hip fracture, and that's uh, that's the end point uh, with mor- morbidity, uh, mortality, meaning death, uh, within the first year of a hip fracture to be extraordinarily high. The numbers you hear are sometimes I've heard numbers, that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's the mm-hmm. most expensive and the most fatal year of an individual's life is what follows after a hip fracture. So there's all kinds of strategies out there. And, you know, Steve, or Chris, excuse me, if you could just, you know, tell us what's a good resource on your side. I, I can tell you a lot of our listeners will be interested in this. How does someone get as knowledgeable as possible, especially if they're sort of just getting into that uh, stage where the, their, their bone density is decreasing and they're getting a DEXA scan and things like that that show uh, decreased bone density and become a higher risk? What's the best way to learn about it and what can they do to get an intervention? Well, I would certainly encourage them to specifically go to their uh, healthcare provider and, and talk about that in the context of their specific situation. If they want to look for something that's kind of more generalized, um, there's a lot of stuff out there, and I'd have to say almost in a sense sort of buyer beware, <clears throat> look out for things because there's always going to be some 
charlatans and snake oil salespeople that are going to be, you know, selling the, you know, the next latest thing. But I think one of the places that is very respectable, uh, unbiased, has very good, trustworthy, uh, good, solid, peer-reviewed science uh, is the National Institutes of Health. They have a um, uh, Springer publishes through there something called Osteoporosis International. Um, it's very um, reader-friendly, I think, to a lay population, although it's certainly written for uh, healthcare professionals. So really anything through uh, National Institutes of Health, uh, just put in osteoporosis, and within a couple of Google clicks, they'll probably in- be into something that will be very helpful. Great stuff. Dr. Chris Stout, Vice President of Research and Data Analytics at ATI Physical Therapy. Thank you, Dr. Stout, for uh, lending your expertise. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, gentlemen. We're back with more of our show. It's Sports Medicine Weekly, only on... ESPN Radio. Allosource's products help surgeons get their patients back into the game of life. Prochondrex, the latest solution from Allosource, is an innovative, cost-effective, fresh cartilage allograft designed to restore cartilage and restore movement. To learn more about Prochondrex, visit prochondrex.org. That's P-R-O-C-H-O-N-D-R-I-X.org. I'd been having knee pain for quite some time and did what probably a lot of people do. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away. After a month, I couldn't take the pain anymore. I went to my family orthopedic. He told me that I needed physical therapy. When I received my prescription for therapy, the first thing I did was search PT companies online. I came across ATI Physical Therapy. It's close to home, has some great reviews, and when I called, they verified my insurance and scheduled me right away. No wait. Everything was so easy, and the staff was great. They kept my doctor informed of my progress along the way. Honestly, I look forward to going to my appointments. ATI made me feel like my recovery was their most important priority. I'd recommend them to anyone needing physical therapy. The experience was something I'll never forget. To learn more about what it's like to be a patient at ATI Physical Therapy, visit ATIPT.com and start your journey to get back to your best today. ATIPT.com. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. That's all the time we have for this edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. Many thanks to our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger, our board operator and producer, Felix Reyes, as well as David Cole for operating our website and doing our business side at Sports Medicine Weekly. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel. Thanks for listening. Talk with you again next Saturday at 830 for another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly, only on ESPN Radio. The preceding program was a paid advertisement. The views reflected are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000.